listenership. Hello, everyone. This is Sheila, host of the Unsafe. effects of an illness or disability symptoms after taking a vaccine, please contact the Health Resources and Services Administration to learn more about the resources available to you that could help you and many others. For claims associated with the COVID-19 vaccine or other COVID-19 related countermeasures, please file your request for benefits with the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. Please visit injurycompensation.hrsa.gov to learn more and tell a friend. Okay, so here we are at the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast where we kind of are doing a free-form Day 86. Um, So what's not on the menu? Well, Donald Trump's not on the menu tonight. Uh, Let's have a quick look at what's out there in terms of news. I did send out some updates. Let me see. Let's look at these updates that I sent. All right, so we've got... uh, There was a transnational criminal organization designation floated for the CCP, the, the PRC. That would be the People's Republic of China. Um, by one particular Republicans, I think it was House member, because actually because China threatened to bomb Pelosi out of the sky for going to Taiwan, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, it would be something that I was kind of like adjacent to what I've suggested in the past on prior programs that designating, you know, the cartels, the you know, the Hong Kong triads and associate PLA and PRC uh, who've been profiteering from human trafficking human trafficking at the border the US-Mexico border um, and then also stashing their cash and largesse and, and mansion real estate in Vancouver and across the left coast, you know, that would be Seattle San Francisco, LA other places that are on the model the Vancouver model you know, abusing the casino system so that they can launder money. Um, you know, designating the PRC as a transnational criminal organization would just kind of, that would cut to the, some of the chase. Uh, it would also make it more, make it more, I guess, fossil, um, easy to get at some of the supply lines that are creating the narcotics, you know, supply for fentanyl, which are killing Americans, that matters. I I personally think that, you know, the deaths of Americans matter. You know, deaths according to COVID matters. You know, I wish the NIH would, like, treat it like some sort of, you know, thing. But, um, uh, let's see here. There was a Corona Investigative Committee who uh, had a founder that exposed some, some rarefied uh, falsehoods some falsehoods that didn't quite get out so uh, I don't know that's that's an Alex Berenson thing so let's let's go there let's see if I can pull that up and then of course I kind of want to leave this up here to see if anybody wants to talk about whatever they want to talk about that's not something I've done before 
it's news and views and you. So if you want to, <laughs> hello CCP monitors, <laughs> Jonathan. Hey Joshua. Hey Wanderer. Thanks for thanks for uh, stopping in. So let's do this. Let me see. We have. Well, there was maybe I I will regress on the idea of of uh, the FBI Trump hood raid. Uh, apparently, it was potentially illegal because they didn't allow his lawyers to be present or be consulted on the matter of of the raid. Like they didn't allow them to come to to the house. You know, they wouldn't allow them to attend. So everything that they took is probably fruit of the poisonous tree and you know they won't be able to do anything and it would give him a case to to sue the government privately if that is the case so I thought I'd just mention that as by the by um you know because if it happened to you that would be the same that would be the same you know legal facility afforded to you if the FBI came to your house and you know denied you you know, your legal, I guess your attorney, if they denied you the presence of your own personal attorney in that situation, then, you know, you, you, they would have no case. They would have to throw out everything because it would be fruit of poison tree. So they would not be able to use anything they got. So that would make the raid more or less a, a political act of brutality rather than something effective to actually criminalize Donald Trump. Which I know people are kind of craving for. I know that Mike Mike Tracy, you know, mentioned that he he hit for the past seven years he's wanted to it says as a healthy adult human, my brain has been consumed for the past seven years with fantasies of how to imprison Donald Trump which I think is pretty sad. You know, like why why obsess over imprisoning somebody? You know, you, you know, do you have a case? And you know, imprisoning anyone, do you have a case? Do you have a case? Um, you know, of course, you know, I don't. I had a similar response to Bush, but it was because he, you know, greenlit the Patriot Act and, you know, greenlit torture for people and, you know, the act of rendition and you know, turning us into kind of like this Saudi laundered policy state that just greenlit a bunch of human horrors and denigrated our moral authority across the world in a way that I have never seen it before in my lifetime. And we took a nosedive into, you know, it was like we were freebasing fascism. You know, we, we got involved in kind of checkpoint uh, and internal passport initiatives, which, you know, I'm not going to let go of. I'm just not. Started us down this mass surveillance, you know, fudge tunnel really hated that um, still trying to get out of it if I can but then we started taking policy cues from like uh, the Stasi on how to control the population uh, former Stasi <laughs> to uh, to control the population and what we're doing I thought that that was you know people maybe didn't believe it but it turned out to be absolutely true that they called consultants to like well how are we going to make you know, Americans, regular Americans who have freedoms, conform to this stuff. Well, well, you know, we'll, we'll just use some Stasi stuff. We'll use some Stasi stuff. So I thought what was helpful yesterday is that um, the Will Kane showed up um, yesterday on 
for, for Tucker Carlson. He's a lawyer. He's pretty helpful. And he kindly explained to the audience that uh, the Constitution and our rights are, are, are parchment paper unless we have separation of powers, which is really important and useful. And I mentioned that separation of powers is one of the key strengths of our particular government, that we have independent uh, branches of government that can check one another, the checks and balances systems. And so far, that has actually been very preservative of our uh, the national integrity of our union. Whether or not you like government, whether or not you want it to work, whether or not you know it's working for you right now, um, you know that's a separate debate. Uh, rather than you know, does government actually work when, when it's actually working? Is it functioning? Does the administrative state function? And I think it is highly functional. It is a high-functioning um, nation-state um, compared to other nation-states in the world. Now, people criticize it heavily, and we are very critical of our government, which is fine. You know, we fund it. We have a right to criticize it. But there are good things about our government that actually do work. And I'm in the, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it club. So I want things that I have to... I am required to pay for to actually work. Now, people will, you know, they'll, they'll box my ears, and they have, and many of them are conservatives because they, they're like, well, nothing should be done about nothing because nothing. And that doesn't work for me. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna bilk me for if you're gonna rake me for tax money and you're gonna extort me for cash and I have really no way to get out of it because the state powers are too strong, and then the people who are in say like the anarchist right, left, center, or whatever have zero power to enforce their will about that matter, the matter of taxation, then you know we really need to do do more constructive things, you know, with with the electorate. And kind of enforce our will through through representative means, which is you know we are a representative government. So, you know, I use that system, and you know, so far I have been getting adequate to to good representative service um, from my own personal representative in my, my in my district. It has been different in the past. Uh, recent past was that I was in a blue district that didn't represent me, so I had to migrate. I literally had to migrate to a district where that reflected my my political values, uh, that more of a closer match. And Texas libertarians, Texas libertarianism, you know, is closer to uh, republicanism, uh, but it's not it's not an exact match by any by any means. And you do have to swim in the same pool if you're a Republican with other Republicans doing Republican things and saying Republican things. So, um, but it's a, it's a lot better than being told, well, you know, we're going to pass these laws and then we're not going to enforce them. We're the the law shall be enforceable for you, Joe Peon, but we're not going to anyone who's kind of like, I don't know, a casual criminal can just do whatever they want. And you're the last dummy obeying the law because we're raking you for taxes. And see, that's that's no go. That's that's insufficient uh, means. That is derelict government, and that's why I left. Um, and that's why a lot of people left. But they're not saying it out loud. So, so would anybody like to jump up here and talk about, you know, things that 
you care about or what you would like to uh, the raid is a propaganda bait to people into thinking about Trump I mean people are going to think about Trump if they want to think about Trump Trump has a fan base um, you know I think that there's other things going on other than Trump the things that happen to Trump are kind of what is happening to other people in America you know and it's, it's not necessarily really about Trump in my humble opinion but you're welcome to jump up here and, and state state your case state your claim in the idea space um, let's go to Twitter see what's trending wake up America it's like you're all asleep alright all right, Jonathan, you were pretty good last night on, on you know, kind of freeform news and views. So so what what do you offer? What should you offer our audience on, on the subject matter of choice? What, what do you offer? Well, I would think China in general uses more of a kind of a soft imperialism. Like when you compare oh. them to what things... Can you, can you turn up your of... mic just a tad? Because you said something about soft imperialism. Right, that's what China does in Africa right now. Can you when can you, can... you speak up? Sorry, hold on. Is that any better? Either speak closer to the mic or turn up the volume. I can't turn up the volume, so I just have to hold it closer, I guess. Yes, that's much better. Thank you. China's soft imperialism is the fact that they use very... Compared to our imperialistic playbook, this is really very detailed and, and very scary they do a lot less of the more horrific parts of it like I we'll mean, go... isn't isn't Uyghur genocide kind of like part of that they they are enrolling slaves or compelled labor to to kind of coerced labor to to kind of manufacture our goods yeah but that anything you can accuse them of I, I can accuse the United States of doing just with one more sort of layer in between. So, because manufactured scarcity manufactured scarcity coerces me into producing things for our country in the same way except there's one more layer in between yeah I, you, I don't I don't really think I really understand it means if you keep the poor poor enough then they will keep the cost of wages down and there will always be a group of people for which there is no other recourse than to surrender most of the value of their labor to the people who, well, own it, own the land it's on, own the natural resources, mm -hmm. the uh, the means and the instruments that you use to make things. Okay, are you mostly a communist, land. Jonathan? Are Not you an really. anarcho-communist? You know, what, what is your well, political affiliation, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I, I keep my own counsel on what I would do, but... I, there are things that should be communized and things that should be privatized. It's all a matter of what the government's good for and good at, and it's not good at very much except for writing checks. When you think about it, that's all it really does. It's oh, so you're an anarcho-communist. I'm talking to an anarcho-communist at this point. I mean, I voted for Ron Paul because I liked his idea about wrestling uh, the state away from the banks. But isn't so where that are you what... at on the whole Mises takeover? Mises, like, I'm more of a Friedrich Hayek sort of guy. Like, what his book was called The Road to Serfdom, right? Mm, yeah. It's this, but what is, like, that's what, it's the, Janus Furusvakis who says we live in a serfdom now. Like, we, there's no free markets. 
You can't well, blame I mean, the free market for things. It's not a complete serfdom, though. It's not. It's not really a complete serfdom because there's there's private property ownership. You're not property, meaning like they can't. The the digital scape, like this this scape that we are engaging but in. Labor is commodified mm-hmm. and land is commodified, exactly like the beginning of serfdom. That's what like they, they say. You don't own anything. This all belongs to this lord now. If you want a piece of it, you have to trade your time to him for that. That is that's serfdom. And well, I mean, isn't that still life, an, an agreement? You know, like you you do some sort of agreement. I mean, you can do you can do stock trading. You can get a loan and start a business. You can, you know. Well, access to credit is not something that easy credit like that is not something most people have. Do you employ anyone? Stop trading. Have a business? How do you how do you manufacture any kind of income? You know, I'm just trying to. Yeah. How do you manufacture income? Like, are you trust fund baby? Baby? Like, how do you do it? How do you manufacture your income? Just me personally, or how would I do? How would people do that? And. Well, no, I mean, I know there's a variety of ways, but, you know, it's it's important to, to know because I need kind of like a frame of like how you you earn, like, because you're, you're really critical of how people earn their living. It's not about like leveling blame against the individual that does it. Mm. It's like, it's, that's not, it's way too personal than that. It's like, it basically, so, the, I mean, the, the, the rent collector collective- doesn't produce anything economic punishment for 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 concepts it's like really really high concept it's very high ivory tower to like let's go after all the what corporations people who make no, money people who own a no, business no let's like, go after the we need to de-incentivize the hoarding of wealth instead of capitalizing it when it's turned into collateral instead of capital see i'm really a capitalist in the end but it's only the neoliberal that does not discern between wealth and capital to them they are identical things like the the wealth they turn into collateral which they can borrow and then speculate with they call that capital but it's not true yeah say let's say that i have a farm and that let's say i inherited a farm so that's my uh, wealth right but is that capital it depends in order for that farm to go from being wealth to being capital the farm can't just be a noun a land on which a farm used to exist it has to be a verb like i have to be farming making horses or wheat or goat cheese or literally anything and that will produce goods and services for sale which compete for customers which bring prices down and presumably i'll need help with this which means i'll be competing for labor which drives wages up that's capitalism functioning but when the value of the land is merely in the fact that given that it's an inelastic resource, I can engage in the infinite loop of collateralize, refinance, collateralize, speculate, rinse, repeat, refinance, collateralize, speculate, rinse, repeat. That's not capitalism. That's like we, we treat bankers and landlords like capitalists, but a good classic liberal like Adam Smith or Friedrich Hayek or even Karl Marx to a degree and Henry George know that that's not that's not capital. That's wealth. It's the it's the neoliberal with the, their analogy of trickle down that doesn't see it as a, as a difference, mm. which is why if you say if you say oh a wealth tax is a good idea, the neoliberal will say a wealth tax causes capital flight. Well, what well, two I mean, things? Does it change just... our, our? You know, these are this is kind of like I hate to do this to you, but it doesn't change the structure of our system. The, the you know the wishful thinking of libertarian philosophers 
and economic philosophers. Changing the tax code would absolutely change the structure of the system. Okay, there you go. Because every tax is a Pogovian tax. It is to incentivize or de-incentivize something. And the only thing worth disincentivizing, unless you're going to change our fiat currency, like if I was a real crazy libertarian, I would hang my, I would die on the hill of ending the Fed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's where I'm at. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, right, right, you know, I don't know about dying that. on a hill, but you know, if that's the hill to die on economically, like ending the Fed would be a, a massive boon to free market production, like in, in a return to, to absolute sanity. You uh, find some would, anarcho-communist friends with you on that hill. Well, you know? sure, sure. I mean, immediately. Um, but you know, they it wouldn't last very long because they they want. Um, Freedom from law and you know any kind of organized government is going to be a hackle. You can defang the Fed and their ability to manipulate wealth and their inexorable way in which they will always transfer wealth upward and always have an environment of a trade deficit. You can ameliorate all that with uh, just taxing wealth instead of everything else. Right. So I, I, I mean, you know, I don't disagree with you, of course, but, um, you know, I'll ha- I'll have to think on it. You know, changing the tax code specifically is cool. Like I, I like that. I like I like any kind it of. Seems the where... simplest thing to do. You it just seems destroy like destroy different money in a different place. Yeah, and change change your money, make diversify the types of capital and monetary. Um, like like Bitcoin yeah, and all this... those things, like the different currencies, like diversify your currencies, hard currency, metal currency, real estate, um, you know, just put more currencies out there. The Fed's purpose is to the opposite of that. The Fed's purpose is to keep the hegemony of the dollar because that's the main imperialistic. Yeah, sort I mean, of Jero- I have nightmares about Jerome Powell. Jerome nightmares. Powell. About Jerome Powell fixing the the interest rates right now. Right, they have they have these prongs on their fork: the interest rate, the coupon rate, and the repo rate. And they like they make them work against each other, hoping that no one notices that they're not really going to do anything. And the only cure they have for recession is inflation. And the only cure they have for inflation is recession. So you know, what you could okay. So if you want to end the Fed. They're like, well, where would money come from? It's like, what what do we do right now? Right now, the the Treasury Department prints up a bond, and the Fed prints up cash, and then the Fed prints bank reserves for Wall Street, <laughs> and then they print cash. But like, the, the, just think about how superfluous the Fed is in that, just mechanically. Why can't the Treasury Department give their bonds directly to Wall Street? for cash which wall street banks print just like they print it for mortgages anyway you know what i mean like the whole thing could be managed with just the coupon rate that the treasury the bill is created at by the united states government i mean I, I i know that it. this is great stuff and i'm like i'm personally interested in it jonathan well if you actually want to end the fed you're the one that said you no no no, no. i mean i do i mean Preferably, I want to end the Fed, but for the sake of my poor audience, you know, they can't they can't deal with our essentially geeky like you know, really well, just brown it, money. We're, we're talking about brown colored money here. 
If anybody's and trying they, to convince you they, the Fed is indispensable, they are lying. They're not. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't need the Fed. You know, like you and I, does. We're, we're there. We're good. The cancer you know, humanity. You, you, you have a compadre there. Like, oh. we, don't, we don't need the Fed. Um, I'm just trying to get more interest in my program on, on you know, other topics that, that people want to talk about. And monetary policy isn't necessarily what they're, they're saying. I'm, I'm shedding listeners, so maybe we won't do that. Do you have anything okay. juicier to talk about that isn't like juicier? I, yeah, you know, more con- more current. Um, it's just what I've been thinking about. That's why I keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, th- it I does think about it too. to your discussion. You know, yeah, it is. It. Yeah, no, I said it. I, I opened up the the mic and you know, but sometimes you you take uh you take your so I'm gonna go to Twitter and, and you know maybe you maybe you'll just comment with me on a few of these these things that are okay. coming up. So, uh, trend, communists are trending. Uh, trending in Sweden is Heinrich Johnson, uh, Wake Up America. Um, and then here's Nick Friedis, who is, who is he? He's a husband, father, and a Green Beret combat veteran representing James Madison's district in the Virginia House of Delegates. Defend liberty. Defend liberty! Okay, so remember when Elon Musk was criticized for offering $44 billion for Twitter because he could have solved world hunger with that with that much. I said, yeah, well, the same people just gave the IRS the ability to solve world hunger twice. Let's see what happens. Hey, that's a great thing that he just said. That's a great argument. Uh, the IRS, now this is juicy. People get real hackled when the IRS comes for them extra because the government screwed up and made the economy go bump bump, right? Am I yeah. right? Yeah. So I didn't do this. I didn't spend all the trillions of dollars. I didn't over allocate funds during COVID. I didn't give it away to, to businesses that aren't businesses and prostitutes. I didn't do those things, but do I have to pay for it? Oh, yes, I do. Does it mean that we have heightened inflation? Oh, yes, it does. Does it mean Jerome Powell is now putting the screws to us because of that bad decision uh-huh um so so now the irs are becoming like the weaponized like well we gotta go tax collect hey pay your taxes so that's but that's what's can't. coming down yeah that's what's coming now man that's what's coming if you change the tax code that's very that's very cerebral that's that's very practical but, well let me make it easy if you okay. wa- you want to you want to help inflation, then you have to destroy money, because if that's what inflation is, it's like a glut of of dollars. And well, the worth. worth the wor- oh, oh, you mean, you yeah, know, you, down the ramp them, the production of the dollars. You got more yeah. dollars competing for the same amount of goods. Each dollar is worth less. They keep pumping out too much money. Right. So, yeah, mm. how do you fix it? You destroy money, and how do you destroy money? With taxation, but whose taxes? You just tax. Well, you, you, whoever's benefiting from the monopolies of COVID is obviously on the piggyback of government the most. And yeah, that's it. You just tax wealth. I really, I know it's like it's not that complicated. The reasons can get complicated, but the solution is so dumb and one like a tax code that's one line long. Is what if that's really is the best thing to do? Mm. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure if taxing. I'm not going to be pro-tax. So you I'm, I'm going to fight you there. I'm going to fight you there. It's a if, and, you know, It's a condition. There's going to be a big majority of the country who's going to still fight any kind of taxes because the government decided to spend this money, and they there were people who were kleptocrats who made big decisions with our money, and they were making these. I mean, it's not just it's it's. You were the, talking about checks and balances earlier. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah. there's internal checks and balances, but the existence of those internal checks and balances is just because they're. These the cool classic liberals, John Locke and them, they're afraid that the government, the thing is like you go hire a, a troll to kill the, the the dragon under the bridge, it kills mm-hmm. it, and then it takes over, and it starts charging its tax, just like the dragon was before. And it's like you get the same problem over again. So, so like, that's the state. Like You empower the state to check and balance private power, right? So that, And it's because it's the only thing that can. But then, so the classic liberals afraid that it's going to just become the worst th- thing that's worse than the the, pri- the private landlords and bankers that were oppressing you before. So they make internal checks and balances to weaken it. But they didn't see like the global reach of these multinational conglomerates and OPEC, which doesn't the change their position this in this space either way. And so, the majority of the people who are in their employ. Um, are in, in an extra complicated position, wouldn't you say? Because they're not they're not going to be free of their obligations to their employer, and they are also going to be ensuing much more taxes. So they're going to the go. What they're going to the do? Point. What what they're going to do is they're still going to fight the taxes. Maybe they spent the money. Maybe they didn't. But the government spent the money, and the government manufactured the money through the Fed. Well, I have so to go Socratic are... on you now. I just ask you a series of questions like, do you think that it's a good idea to have pr- public power check and balance, private power or not? Well, it does, but is it allowed to do so effectively? No. Is it allowed to? So you should empower public power to check and balance private power, but without well, taxes? Well, there. I don't think taxes are the only way to do such things. How do you have a public power that's without taxes for uh, to give it power how does it get power well through elected power through that's elected like power legitimacy as that's legitimacy yes power is not quite the same thing well i mean it can be i mean you asked i answered yeah. you you <laughs> hope that it it is power but like real power i mean power it's is not aspirational when i when i move to a district where i can get um my my agenda pushed through my congressional representative that's 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 a move that's a physical move to to gain legitimacy in, in government representative government so i'm some of somewhat of a true believer in that case you know that there are a few of us out there that you know we're not going to call our actual government or actual representative government a hypothetical government we're going to enact you know what we can and if we can get our representatives to coordinate on our agenda and be active on our behalf then you know there's no additional resources or capital necessary because that's just their job right well, at some point, somebody has to make a decision about if, like, you have policies you want enacted, they're mm-hmm. going to cost money. 
Like, where do you get it from? Well, I mean, they do, there's already a tax structure there. I mean, I, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. The answers are evident. They're I guess I was kind of wondering if you would reinvent. I was like, you're Utopia. No. Where does money come no, from? No, I'm not in Utopia. I'm, I'm right here in, in the real world where things actually happen. I'm Like I said, we have a, a functioning democracy. It's, it's more or less high functioning. But, you know, there is a tax structure removing the taxes. I have a wish list, but it's, you know, whether it's practical or not in context of what's actually happening. Well, I just I want you to take wealth tax off your wish list because, it, mm-hmm. like again, it's a qualified statement. I don't have, have a wealth tax in my wish list, Jonathan. Right. No, but getting rid of it is on your wish list. Um, I just I just am not going to vote for it. Let's put it that way. I'll never urge my representative to tax the wealth. I'll never do I would that. definitely urge my I would at the, even if, you try to trade every other tax for it that's the best way because you feel like you're getting a lot How about a flat tax a in return because that's something I have on negotiated wealth. with yes, others that's fine no flat tax on everything no you can't just say everything because a, a tax on cap gains a tax on corporations a tax on income a tax on FICA a tax well on I mean I like just flat. did it say it though it doesn't make any sense what do you say I, flat you can't say three percent on all those things it's so that's really I can say it I did just say it that, see, and that—that's what it is. Is that you know we're we're second guessing and we're 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 haggling now over over bonds and surpluses. And yeah. when I say a flat tax as an equalization, it would be just as radical. But it wasn't so radical when Forbes did it because he understood it. You know, he understood Didn't how Ross to grow one a flat tax on income. He wanted a flat tax in somewhere in the mix, and I think a flat tax would create some easing of of things. But you know, you know, and, and I'm really, I'm actually delighted because this is a, the most challenging conversation I've had in, in, in a few days, honestly. But um, I think I think it has to end because we are only a 30 minute program, and I see that Pedro's returned, which means that there must be some sort of validity or some sort of valid intellectual tooth here because otherwise he wouldn't be here you know and the rest of my my consistent followers have left me including uh miranda uh, and, i will always scare them away because all i want to talk about is balance sheets and it's the most boring thing on the face of the earth is balance oh my sheets. god Nobody are you also a capricorn too i am the Taurus, actually that's why i like <laughs> oh, to argue oh, okay that explains Fight, everything fighting is all right fun <laughs> we gotta wrap it up jonathan Remind me um, of the next time I'll do voltage and explain why uh, it's true. That that'll be electric. That'll be electric. Yeah. All yeah, right, I'll remember it now. All right, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, this has been day six of the hundred days of Colin. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to produce tonight, but apparently we were going to talk all about money. So we'll see you next tomorrow. Have a great evening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.